Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Something a little bit different today. I know I've been getting a few messages from you guys about NRL Fantasy, so I thought I'd get Cam Murray's long lost brother on. Jamie from the NRL Fantasy Analysis, mates. How are we? I'm very well. How are you doing, mate? Mate, good, good. A Teamless Tuesday just around the corner. Both of us, both our platforms, you know, we're, we're very excited. We're very on edge because coaches can just absolutely throw spanners in the works and, and kill us. But uh, how's the preseason been for you boys on the, uh, on the dark side? It's been amazing, actually. You've got plenty of love. So big thank you and a big shout out to all those guys. I jumped into the Supercoach world as well, so slowly dipping my toe in. I think it's going to take a, a good year for me to, to get some traction on that side. But... um. All been love on that on that world too. So thanks to all the Supercoach crew. They uh, can they can be very ruthless at times. The old Supercoach crew. So you need to pull your socks up. But no, you've been doing some Supercoach stuff, and it's been great to see. I jumped on uh, to give your fantasy guys a bit of an insight into Supercoach, and um, you know we'll get you on today to do to do a bit of fantasy stuff. Uh, we'll plug the 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 group code. I, I just made a, a league, so it's E R C. W-V-C-X-P. Uh, I'll put it in descriptions for audio for YouTube guys. It's on the screen. Um, but I guess a little bit of credentials uh, about yourself, mate. What's uh, What's been happening and, and how have you formed to be what you are and, and yeah, you know, your experience in fantasy? Well, I probably played. I was thinking it's probably been close to the best day of the year for about 15 years for me. It's been a long time uh, in the fantasy world since I was about sort of 13 or 14. and uh, been loving it ever since and always had this sort of goal of, of wanting to to make some content or wanting Chris Kennedy's job, if anyone knows who he is, uh, <laughs> fan.com there. Um, and, and wanting to be that podcast he's, guy. He's the, san- he's the sankster of, of the fantasy world, basically. Yeah. From yeah. the good old days. So um, there's just been no content out. And then COVID came around and I was like, yeah, just do it. Get in there. Uh, and it's just, you know, slowly grown the amount of videos I'm making each year. The consistency on that has grown as well and, and getting plenty of love on that. So yeah, it's just been a, a nice journey and I personally haven't done as well since I've made content. I think I'm spending most of my time helping other people out, which is the goal of it all. Um, but yeah, my best best year is 50th. I came first overall in Cowboys fans as well. So uh, always been, yeah, that top top thousand type of player, but you know, pretty normal for, for anyone that, that plays regularly, right? Brother, you were preaching to the choir. My first year making con- I was a perennial top one thousand finisher in Supercoach. I think I had six top one thousand finishes in a row. Uh <laughs> made Supercoach content for the first time and came like eighteenth K. So <laughs> it's uh it happens. But um I guess a little bit about me in fantasy. Uh, it was my first year last year. Somehow managed to jag a two hundredth. Don't ask me how, uh, but incredible. yeah, yeah, pretty happy yeah, with TK's that. TK's help the whole time. So. Oh, mate, shout out to TK, uh, <laughs> talking league boys, fantastic. Um, I think yeah, pretty proud. I think uh, if you're looking at like super coach and fantasy combined, I'd probably be first overall last year. I'd I'd want to say ah, crazy, yeah, crazy year. So well done uh, to that. And yeah, we're gonna crash and burn this year. We're gonna, we're gonna jump into a little bit of the basics, I guess, for super coach guys. I've never played uh, the big differences. Why certain players are relevant in super coach? Why certain players aren't irrelevant in fantasy? For example. Alex Johnson in Supercoach compared to someone like a Jackson Hastings in Fantasy. Um, you know, both those guys on very different ends of the spectrum uh, across both formats. But 
yeah, I guess talk to us about the the scoring and yeah, why fantasy is probably a little bit less volatile than than Supercoach and why it's probably a better indicator of how of consistency over the course of the season. Yeah, well, we'll obviously get into your team as well, but you've gone pretty heavy uh, in the middles there, and yeah, you know, a position like hooker is also pretty good, and then the halves as well. Obviously, similar to to Supercoach there, but the halves actually get kick meters, so you divide that by three. And you you get that you get points for that as well. So that's a that's a big one which doesn't happen in Supercoach where you know guys like Cleary are obviously going to be great in general. But those kick meters, if he gets 500, 600 kick meters, that just adds on to that, um, which is lovely there as well. But yeah, the biggest things obviously with the twenty five man squad you guys have and the twenty one that we have in fantasy does make it a little bit different. I know last, you know in previous years in Supercoach you could hold that guy that you thought was going to get a chance at some point in the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas this year now with buys, it's just you can't do it. I don't think. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder, and even a lot harder in fantasy as well, just with the twenty-one. So, what you're looking for in a, in a starting squad here is just pretty much everyone playing, unless you, you know, if there's a drag, the dragons is a bit of a weird one because there's not a lot of great options. But just say we had Tyrell Sloan, who who was clear that he was going to get that spot for the year, and he was going to do pretty well at that cheap price. You you'd lock him into your side because you know he's going to be there. But it's probably pretty hard to actually take a few of those Dragons players or, or even one of them just with the fact that we don't know how they're going to go but how the individual player is going to go. So you really want to be pretty clear on these cheapies, especially that they're going to get a role for at least three or four weeks. Even guys like Isaac Thompson is a little bit scary for us. If he doesn't get that spot, then you're looking at playing uh, multiple of these of these cheap guys. And uh, So we'll look into your squad as well. But you've got Katoni Sags, which might be just a good option to, to shore up that center position. So... Yeah, scoring-wise, that's some of the, the bigger changes there is that the, the attacking stats are just over doubled. So try 17 compared to 8, which is crazy. You guys get try contributions as well, which we don't get. It's just that last pass or that kick. Um, yeah, Sometimes they'll get the bat back as well if it's a kick and, and bat back to the player. Um, but generally, yeah, attacking stats aren't as crazy. Tackle buffs are the same. Offloads are the same there. So really just that side of the ball there. And then run, just, run, yeah, that's run meters as well. Run yeah, run meters is a have. little bit different, but generally similar. Like, you know, a guy could make, if they make that 80 meter run, you get the eight points. So divided by 10 there. Uh, whereas you guys just get the two points for that run, right? Yeah, anything over eight meters is, is two points. Um, so for example, yeah. someone like Payne Haas, he runs for 180 meters um, for, for the Broncos. That's 18 points. So your, your run meters divided by 10, really good indicator. Your kick meters divided by three. That's why guys in the years gone past, like, I don't know, Adam Reynolds, uh, obviously Nathan Cleary, like these guys that just punt, all day long. Uh, that's why Matt Burton last year for for fantasy was so elite. For Supercoach, he was okay, but you know he was a sole kicking option, uh, and he was just yep. phenomenal. So, yeah, plenty of, plenty of differences there. Um, your trades work a bit different as well. Uh, it's not sort of a flat two a year or in Supercoach. You know, we get the boosts, and then during buy we get five. Whereas fantasy, they've done it. I like the way fantasy do it because it sort of keeps everyone engaged a little bit more. Yeah, that just changed last year, and with the COVID ball stuff, with people being out for that, so they changed it. There and yeah, I think it definitely is helpful for guys that you know looking to play the whole season because you see obviously our content, uh, the amount of people watching our videos, it kind of stops mm-hmm. a lot of the time around round eighteen, round yep. nineteen for the majority <laughs> of guys. So, um, but it, yeah, it's sort of cap. So, w- what's the exact breakdown? So it's two for the first how many rounds, and then it, it opens up after that, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. We'll go to we end up with four for the majority of the time through the middle part of the year, but then they save us eight trades uh, for the last seven, seven rounds. And that there, gets, so. add, that gets added, doesn't it? It's not like it's, it's there to use. Like you basically have a hard, hard limit and then uh, it opens up giving you more trades at the end of the season. 
That's right. We'll start with 34 and then we'll end up with eight extra at the end to make it 42 in total. So they like, like Supercoach, they bumped up those trades this year with it being uh, you know, the first year that we've done this really, which is I'm, I'm super excited about the buys every week. It's going to make it hard, but uh, I'm very excited for that as well. And then just the last thing, the, the big difference guys is our prices change week to week. So in Supercoach, obviously you have to wait three games until price changes happen. If Trent Lioro comes out or Sean Bloor gets a start and he comes out and absolutely kills it, he could go up 60, 70 K in that first game. So that's where the importance of actually picking the correct cash cows comes into effect. Obviously, if you do get it wrong and you miss them, you can pick them up, but you are, you know, you're, you're missing out on that sort of 50, 60 K. And if you're trying to trade a dud, uh, cheapy, a 250k guy for someone who's now 300 and you haven't left 50k in the bank, that makes it really difficult. So yeah, there's a little interest there as potentially leaving 50 to 100k. If you've you got two guys, one's a little bit little bit cheaper than the other and that leaves you with a bit in the bank, that could be a way to go as well. So yeah, very interesting. And then obviously those early buys is going to be a pretty big factor as well. If you've got two or three from the same team, uh, we'll speak about yours there with a few of the Roosters guys. That could you know, be a slight mm. issue in that squad and just something to think about. Definitely. Uh, also, 21-man team, 10 million salary cap, and no looping, which is a big difference between uh, Fantasy and Supercoach. Your captains are locked in. 8 o'clock Thursday, they cannot be touched. Yeah, definitely no captaincy loot. We can loot normal players, but the captaincy is, yeah, unfortunately, Gornskis. And that's why probably, probably maybe the Dragons guys aren't, aren't worth it because, you know, in Supercoach, yeah, you, you do get the, the loop option, but you also get three weeks then to make money, whereas in Fantasy, you, you're leaving cash on the table. Uh, but we'll jump into my team right now. Um, God, I, I don't claim to be any kind of expert here, but uh, we'll, we'll give it a bit of a breakdown. Um, currently left 33K in the bank. Up top, we've got Brandon Smith. Um, is this one a no-brainer? In Supercoach, it seems like it, but what's the, I guess, what's the expert's opinion in, in the fantasy space? Exact same world. He's someone that could come out and average 50 plus in fantasy, which is delightful. You know, keeper level territory. We probably, uh, sorry, we probably, keeper. we probably should go over that in terms of scoring what's good and what's, it's great. Anything over 50 is like keeper level, isn't it? Yeah, for the most part. So these, these mids that you're looking at here, you've got Payne Haas, who's averaged over 60 for the majority of his career. Uh, Tarpany got into that world last year, get that high 50s. You know, Carrigan's been a 50 type of scorer, potentially has some up, up uh, updates this year. Um, Cleary has been, you know, we had Tommy Tommy Turbo's year a couple of years ago when he averaged, what, 130 for you guys? Yeah. Cleary's been that guy um, on a more consistent basis for, for fantasy. So he had a bit of a lower year last year. The year before that, he averaged an 82. And he's had a, you know, a, high, a high 60s, 70s from there as well. So he's that guy. Um, as I said, he does everything across the park. You know, the clearies, the hinds, these guys, they're, they're kicking goals. They're kicking in general play. They're tackling. They're running lots of meters. The tackle breaks, the offloads, the, you know, so on. Um, so they're the types of guys. The halves, you want, you know, 60 plus for your guns. Centers is obviously the, the, the main tough one because it's only centers for us. And they're the guys, if you can get a 40-plus in the centers, you're absolutely cheering. So Staggs, for example, you've, he's averaging 37 last year, carried a few injuries and bits and pieces, and the Broncos fell away. If he can come out and do what he can do, he's a low 40s type of scorer, which would be great. If you can lock him in, obviously, with the late buy, then that's where he could be a great pick, um, for example. Wing fullbacks, 50-plus. Teddy's been a guy that's around that 60 mark. Um, but there's a big big drop-off from him, Pat Luttrell. It's yep. like Drinky is fourth, and he's he averaged 47 last year. So yeah. there's that there as well. And, and interchange guys for the start, you're looking anywhere anywhere in the 35 to 45 range would be like awesome. If you did that for all unit change uh, on average, you, you, you're flying there. Edges is obviously yeah pretty similar to the rest, but it's just that center position that's really tough to navigate. And you obviously kind of want a, a pretty well a gun in each and every spot. So 
at the moment with you know the hooker position there with Smithy and you've got Boydie as cover. That seems to be pretty common. You know, at the moment it's like, do you go Grant Smith and Boyd? Do you just go Smith and Boyd and use cash elsewhere? If you think Smithy can average fifty, you know, he's owned by half the teams there, then you know, you miss out. If you don't have him in your team, you're you're gonna fall behind, which is the same as Supercoach, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think he's yeah, pushing fifty percent. Um with your cash cows, obviously we're looking for ten points of value. Uh that's sort of the the gold standard. Uh for almost supercoach guys out there, obviously NRL Supercoach stats on Google is the the holy grail for, for stats. Uh, but footy statistics for you guys is, oh, it's it's incredible. I've been playing around with it, you know, in recent weeks. You can filter by minutes played, by position, by, you know, whenever. So you can have a look at value and, and I'll link that in the, the description and the bio for the podcast, guys. But footy statistics is fantastic. Um, as you've mentioned, look, in Supercoach, I've always been a proponent of trying to go as cheap as possible and sort of in front row forward. Uh, fantasy is a little bit different. You guys have middles, so that includes your locks and your and your props. Um, yeah, we just, we just gone big house, Tarfany Carrigan. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really see an issue there at all with that, that top three. Um, house had a down year last year, carried so many injuries. So he's got value Carrigan, probably a little bit more value. Look, he looks so big and strong in that yeah. trials and that kind of locked it in for me. Um, and he's coming off, you know, second year ACL Tarfany, if he can continue what he did in the back end of last year, then he, yeah, everyone's going to want him in their side, especially over that middle period. I'm just a little bit scared that it's a bit of a one hit wonder and, yeah, I think he's still going to do well. But the amount of times in the past that I've gone into the next season off half a year's stats from these types of guys when, you know, maybe they'll just feel fully uh, fully fit and, and, you know, the team was rolling, which they were, uh, and it's burnt me in the past. I don't think Tarpany's that guy that's going to burn me, but uh, that's just something that I've thought of. When you play for a long time, yeah. you, you carry these things in your mind. Read Marnie last year, there's zero chance mate. of starting with him <laughs> oh, for that reason. So, um, yeah. Tarpany, is he is he sort of priced at his max? You feel obviously Haas has got uh, reason for growth and so does Carrigan. Is, is Tarpany sort of at his max and you're buying him at, at keeper level? Like there's no money to be made here? There's definitely a little bit there. Uh, so if he scores like he did in that middle part of the year, then he then got in a rib injury. So, yeah, listening to and if you haven't joined yet, guys, join the Patreon for NRL Physio if you're a serious uh, fantasy or super coach mm-hmm. uh, here. There's just plenty of info on there. And he spoke about Tarpany getting that rib injury, and you see his stats just drop a little bit from there. So if he continues that how he was before the rib injury, he has about five points of value. He can be that sixty type of score. He's priced about that forty five to foot uh, foot fifty four to fifty five. Sorry there. Lovely. We move into the edges. Uh, we've got Egan Butcher and Teague Wilton. Uh, both these guys are massive on in Supercoach. Maybe a little bit of bias coming over across fantasy, but I know you're a big Egan fan this year for fantasy. Um, you know, if he's locking down that edge spot, you know, much yeah, better, much much better pick than that. You reckon? I think I think so. I was pretty high on that as well, but they unfortunately, yeah, I know Supercoach is just directly on how they scored last year, unless they played like one or two games. Yeah. But oh, guys we should, like yeah, we Nat, should mention that as well. Like, yeah, fantasy, yeah. there's a bit of human element with your pricing, whereas Supercoach, you, you, as you said, it's just a flat average based off last year. Yeah, someone like Nat, for example, with Satili Tupanua being out for the first couple of months, they just bumped his score, uh, his price up about three and a half, uh, about a three and a half average, which does kill a bit of value still got a little bit there but i just think that three and a half is is so important to have and he did score a lot of tries last year so can he keep up that up for example but he's you know 120k more expensive than egan who we've seen have games where he's had really good base right mm-hmm. and then he's had games there where he can score tries as well playing through the middle a bit on the edge and it sounds like unfortunately for, for angus Crichton, he's he's got a, a lot to deal with at the moment and, and at a minimum he'll be out that first month but it does sound like a lot longer so Egan, at worst, if he does happen to move from that edge to the middle, you're not going to lose out a heap 
considering they've lost Iwa Takiaho uh, as well. So really, we're, we're picking him as a gun edge who I think can average 50, and that will get him up to over 700K in fantasy. Uh, just the big one there is obviously his buy in round four. And if you're carrying yeah. a few of these Roosters guys like you are, that's definitely something to think about. But more, I think the worry will be in your half and hook position rather than on the edge because there's so many guys you'll see on the bench there, the Hopgoods, uh, who, will, who will get dual position as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. 40, and, Lioro, those and types of guys, so... We'll touch on the, we'll touch on the bench when we get to it, um, but it is important, similar to I guess how Supercoach guys I've recommended if you play draft to try and grab as much bench cover as possible in fantasy. From what I can tell from my limited knowledge, it's important to try and cover a multitude of positions, uh, and we'll touch on that shortly. Uh, but at half, uh, you know, this was Nico Hines until about twenty four hours ago. Uh, in Supercoach, yeah. I can understand the appeal of holding him uh, for a week, but you're probably splitting hairs in fantasy with Cleary and, and Hines. It's not a game where you can hold both. I mean, not feasibly, in my opinion. Um, so pick one or the other, and Hines is out for at least a week. Uh, and Cleary, basically, lock and load captain. If I'm not, if you're not going Cam Murray, um, then Cleary's probably your next best captain option. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm not going to see any pushback from you on this one. No, nah, look, he's, he should be my captain uh, with Hines out. I was, you know, I'm an arm between both with Cleary having the round three bye. you yeah. just got to have an idea of who you're going to captain in round three. So you've got Haas, you've got Tarpany, uh, you get these types of guys who I think are going to be you know, solid enough to captain and should be able to score you a 60 anyway. Um, and just the Wilton one, obviously, he, he with his try scoring ability, I think he can continue that all year. With tries being so important uh, in Supercoach, I think he's a no-brainer. He's in my Supercoach side as well. I'm I'm an anaring with him in fantasy just for the fact that there are cheaper guys on offer. Mm-hmm. And if I can get a clear gun in another position who I know is 100% going to do well, then, then we'll go with that. Wilton is someone that could you know, score two tries and get you like a 55 in fantasy sometimes. Yep. And then he, I suppose the versatility is good that in some games he can, he can give you that 40 tackle. So yeah, I think he's, I think he's pretty safe as well. Him so and Butcher. Who are some other really, guys? You can that, go both. Who are some other guys you so, mentioned that are cheaper that you would sort of target if you weren't going Wilton, for example? Uh, well, someone that you don't have in this side is Eli Katoa, yes. right? So he's someone that, you know, close to hundred K cheaper that, could slot in easily as a nice downgrade um, who I'm playing between him, Lioro at the moment, Wilton, Butcher, mm-hmm. Hopgood. You yeah. can sort of have like six six edges or so. Matt Dury, you've got Sean Bloor. There's so many guys there that you could play around with. And it depends. Like I'm tempted to go Harry Grant at, at hooker as well. So to get the funds for that, I have to obviously relinquish a little bit elsewhere. But yeah, I think all those options are going to be good. Sammy Walker, I'm interested. I just wanted to touch on this before we go ahead further. <laughs> narrative, in, big narrative pick here. Hey, big narrative. Big, oh, big big narrative. narrative. I'm, I'm completely fine with picking him. I'm, I'm tempted to do it, but the fact that he's going to be out in that four. Yeah. Just say, yeah, let's have a little look at this. You've got walkers who are going to be out. You can have Brandon Smith out as well in the same week. Your cover is Tanner Boyd. So I don't have Ellie. Place. I don't have, uh, Isaiah Katoa, um, which I'm still very, you know, probably going to pick up. It's just a case of, do I pick him up for Warbrick? Um, cause I do have a little yep. bit of center. I do have a little bit of wing fullback cover. Um, so Warbrick could definitely become Katoa, which does make the Walker pick probably being able to stomach that a little bit more. Um, yeah, cool. but yeah. Yeah. It's more just the, um, just the cover bit. So you could really, you could play Luke at, at hooker in that round mm-hmm. and you could play, um, Boydie at half in that round. Obviously just leaves you a bit light, but 
yeah, potentially there's trades that are going to happen in that first few weeks as well. So is that more the way you're thinking of it? Yeah, I mean, if Hastings comes out and looks really good, um, you know, Walker to Hastings could could be on the cards uh, if he's goal kicking. Uh, we, we know Walker's goal kicking. We know he's locked into goal kicking. Um, yeah. and, and I'm still, you know, not sure with, with what's going on with KP. I mean, Barry Tui says he's probably going to be goal kicking, but the trial indicated otherwise. So yeah, I'm just not sure. Like, definitely an option to downgrade there. Um, Cheese and Butcher aren't moving from my side, so Walker's the one that could go out. I mean could bring Boyd in to start and then bump up the bench a little bit there as well. Um, but yeah, I started with Sam Walker last year. Wasn't overly fantastic, but happy to buy in again. His stats, I'm not too sure what he's looking like in fantasy, uh, but his stats in Supercoach, man, from 5'8 to halfback were just night and day. Yeah, it was a big change. He obviously got more kick meters as well, which is good for us. But um, yeah, the attacking stats for, for Supercoach, I have him as a better buy slightly in uh, Supercoach, but I find it very difficult to fit him in, right? When you've got... Yeah, Cleary is your guy in the. If you had Walker in the five eight position, it'd be amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely be be perfect. Um, so that's the halves. Uh, center, it's tough in in fantasy. I mean, I've got Stags there, as you said, just sort of a, a mainstay. Uh, could be Suali'i if you know when he does get the jewel. Uh, I'm assuming later on today. Um, could yep. be could be him, but then that means more roosters, and it's really off putting. Uh, Paul Alamotti looks just like a big body. You know, center. It's not really. It's it's tough, Senna. I mean, you and I, I've chatted to you about this sort of for the past month and you and I always just come back to Senna. It's just so gross. Yeah. My good thing with Alamotti that kind of stuck him as a close to a starter in my side from round one, he's definitely going to be in the team, is the fact that they didn't play very well the other day in that trial. And, you know, Burton got 10, for example, and he yeah. played, what, 60 minutes or so. Alamotti still managed to get 25, which is actually not too bad in a, in a team where he didn't, get, he didn't score any tries or anything like that. For him to get 25 in base, you know, the odd tackle break, good run meters, good tackles. Uh, I was really, really impressed by that. So to get 25 in that type of game means that when they do score well, and there will be games like even, you know, the game against Manly on the weekend, that's going to be a little bit easier than what they face in that Sharks trial. So Alamotti, I think, is a lock in my side. Most likely going to start him. Um, yeah, if he can get some consistency there in the mid-20s and then some upside on with tries and try assists. Yeah, he's got Ado Carr on his side. He's got Kikau. He's got Burton. We know how good that left side is going to be. So... Um, locked and loaded he is. And I'm, I'm happy, completely happy with the Stags pick. I'm tempted to either play uh, close to a gun or a mid-range type of player in the wing fullback or the centre. So anyone that's that's suggesting doing that in their own side, lock and load. Fullbacks what, is going to be a fun one though too. What's the, what's the fantasy outlook on someone like a Val Holmes? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I prefer him in Supercoach. Same deal. Um, the goals being for the tries and, and contributions and stuff being higher as well. He had lots of games last year. I'm sure it was very similar in Supercoach where he'd get like a 70 or an 80, which probably be 100 or so for you guys. And then he had a game where he got 13 last year in, in Fantasy, which you're paying that much for. is just an absolute killer when Alamotti could come out and get a 40 or 50. Yeah. You know, the, the 500K price difference is or close to it is a... Is a killer there. So who, who uh, are some who are some lock and lock and load guns in that center position? Ah, uh, there's yeah, there's him. <laughs> there's guys like Jack Bird. 
yeah. uh, who again, they don't start. We've got Campbell Graham's. I like Isaiah Tass as, as, as like a awkward price as well, like Stagsy there. Um, but Joey Manu's the king. But yeah, again, how's, how's he going to go in the center position? We know his splits between center and fullback and 5'8 are, are crazy different. So um, does he rove? Does he play that roving role? We don't know. Also, a bit, but. does have a round two bye, but really keen on uh, on Cooler. I reckon we yeah. could see a big yeah, breakout. He looked so from good Cooler. in that trial, yeah. didn't he? That right side was incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk fullback because it's it's you know very different in both games. I mean, Supercoach it's a minimum two guns, and and that's not debatable. Whereas in fantasy, it's you know there's you can you can probably skip out a little bit here. I've got Tommy Talau. Um, does have that center wing fullback cover? You know, probably in a perfect world, he'd play center for me. Uh, probably a better spot to put him in, and I'm not locked into having him at wing fullback. Uh, but he looked really good in that right-hand side, ran a really good line for his try. He's just a big body. He's coming back from ACL, so he will definitely take a little bit to get work into. Uh, Jesse McLean has come into this. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. on the fantasy pricing being different. I mean, uh, Seneva Taruva is nearly, nearly 500K, I want to say, 470 or something like that in yeah, fantasy. crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, and then Lockie Miller uh, from the night. So let's break down uh, these guys, and if you think... We can improve. Uh, there is 33K in the bank and, you know, we can move Walker down to Boyd and, and maybe Boyd to a Katara or something to, to free up some cash if we need to. But what are we thinking with wing fullback? I think you go top gun in, in Teddy, uh, who, again, I think had a bit of a down year last year. Mm-hmm. And their, their start's obviously great. But again, round four by and how many Roosters players are you going to hold? Uh, there's that. There's the Latrell, but they have a really tough start. I don't think it hurts them too much, but I can see him having a 25 or something like that in one of those first few weeks. And you don't want to pay close to 800K for that type of player. Well, Latrell's interesting because in, in Supercoach, you know, he, he floats in and out of games and, and will rack up quick points in, in attack. Whereas in fantasy, you know, run meters are, are big and um, attack yeah. is not so, you know, so thought of. Is he still considered a gun in, in fantasy? Yeah, him and him and Teddy averaged pretty well the same last year. So, uh, obviously, just with how the Rabbitohs go. If the Rabbitohs are playing well, which I expect them to be, uh, I expect them to come fourth this year. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to go great. They've got such a good side. Uh, he's going to benefit from that. They're, you know, they, they can come up against great teams, but I still think they're going to win, you know, half or, or more against those top teams. So I really don't see as the big issue. It's just a lot to pay up front. For, as he said, run meters. He's someone that doesn't. Uh, he's not. A, he's not a king for run meters compared to like Teddy and and the Toz and these types of guys. So. I just think you have to leave him out. If they had the draw that the Roosters have, you know, and they weren't having that round full buy, the Dolphins and stuff in there, you could you could see him rack it up hundreds. But I think you just leave him out. Drink Drinkwater is someone I'm interested in, though, as well. I know some of the other top coaches in fantasy are also, just for the fact that he doesn't have a buy all the way through to that round 15 there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's tasty. Yeah, and my only, my only climb with the Cowboys, everyone says they have a really, really easy draw. Cowboys, you know, had an amazing year last year. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I don't really have a lot of bias, actually. I actually don't think they have the easiest draw ever. Like, everyone's saying it's going to be easy, but Raiders, Raiders first up, are they easy? I don't see It's a lot easy. of middling teams. It's a lot of teams from, yeah, say, from right. say 7th so, to 12th who are on the improve. Yeah, so I don't I don't see the big craziness out of it. But Drinky's some one of those guys. He's actually a lot more consistent than what Val Holmes was. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to go at that similar price point, uh, go for a wing fullback in him over a center in Holmes. Even though he does goal kick Holmes, guys, it's only two points. So you have to be you know hitting six, seven goals for it to really make a big difference. But what I think is crazy is you guys don't lose points for missed kicks, which is something yeah. Supercoach does contend with. Um, I think I like that better. I think I like the 4-2. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, 
a lot of things fantasy do well, but I do like the miss. I think you do need to be punished. You shouldn't just have a free shot um, at getting points. Now, you mentioned Brian Toto, and we'll, we'll touch on my wing fullbacks in a second, but him moving back to the left, obviously PVL ball is a bit of an outlier. Um, but are you seeing much value in him at, at you know, on the left-hand side? Is the round three buy putting you off? Or are you happy to work past that? It's putting me off. that. That's interesting, isn't it? That one year he absolutely dominated, and he's a must-have if, if he goes back anywhere close to that year. But he's only had that one year, and he's played for, what, four now, I believe? Yeah. And hasn't really had that keeper-level scores in the other years. Obviously, moving you know, injury and then moving to the right last year definitely hampered him. I can see him scoring better on that left, even without kick-out on mm-hmm. that side. Um, obviously, just yeah, left side is strong side for Panthers, but for the majority of the league. So... I can see an uptick, but how much of an uptick it is and how early in the season that is. Like I've probably got him at five points of value, which is is solid with chance to go up. But around three by in that tough wing fullback position, it means you're going to have to play someone cheap like a Talau, like a Warbrick, um, like a McLean there, which, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely just more candy. If McLean gets a spot, he's a lock. He's locked and loaded and starting well, yeah, I, th- I think he had 18 runs, 180 meters, five tackle busts, two offloads um, in the yeah. trial. So that's promising. That's really, really promising. I think that's, uh, you know, promising signs there. I mean, Lockie Miller, what are we thinking with him? He's just a really good price, I feel. Um, yeah, got, I'm not got to lock sure. him in. Yeah, Very different to Supercoach. He's, I think he's way too expensive as Supercoach in a new team. Um, but in fantasy, he pretty well is going to get his average that he's priced at just in the run meters and tackle breaks. And then anything on top of that's gravy. Uh, and a lot of that stuff he can just do himself, kick returns, loves the ball in his hands, loves running the footy. Um, if Knights can play okay, they have a, a pretty solid draw to kick off a lot of those middling teams as well. So um, yeah, lock him in. Talau, I think I was really happy with the second trial for him. So Much better, much, that. much first, better. Yeah, first one wasn't good. So to see Talau come in and playing on that right side with Adam Dewey, he's going to have his ball, uh, hands on the ball a lot. Um, and then when Bateman and these guys come back as well, it's going to be even better. But yeah, I think to allow you have to have in your side with the dual position is just gold covering that center and the wing fullback. Mm-hmm. Whether you play him or not is another story. He's currently in my uh, emergencies, but definitely can can play him um, and might be a bit of a matchup base. Uh, I know you guys are in Supercoach are massive on, on matchups and, and fair play. He, all you need is a try and you kind of got a good score there. So um, I think he's a match, matchup base type of guy. Yeah, I think, when and, you, I think when you're going Haas, Tarpity and Carrigan, you, you've got to make some sacrifices elsewhere and, and wing fullback and centre are probably the positions that I'm keen on doing it on just with how less priority they are to your middles. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got obviously Isaac Thompson, who we spoke about. He is a base stat kind of guy as well. So he's pretty important fantasy-wise and he gets that nice discount. He's got, he averaged 40 last year across his two games, which you know puts him a couple hundred K under price. So he, someone, if he can come out and do that, you know, they have a tough draw to start in terms of those good teams, but a lot of it's going to be base for him and on, you know, on, on the right side, not their strongest side, but I still think that that base will be able to score him enough. And I personally would be playing him in this side. You're either, you're either picking him to, to play him straight up or he's just out of your team, I think. Yeah, cool. So where where would you... you he's, he's only center, which is not ideal. Do you think he does get that wing fullback uh, update after TLT? Uh, yes. Yeah, he cool. So, he, so, um, so, so hit think, him in for Talal? I think that's fine, yeah. If you're going to do that, pop him in the wing fullback. I hadn't even thought about that too much. I just had him in my centers um, <laughs> locked and loaded there because I'm going, at the moment, fairly cheap. But yeah, we'll, find out, I, after I team, could, we'll I, find out after team list. I could definitely downgrade stags and, and go from there. Let's quickly touch on the bench because Hopgood, I feel like in the fantasy community, he was very touch and go about two months ago. Uh, but now it's looking like an absolute must-have. 
Yeah, as a few, I'd obviously, I didn't know a lot about him. Uh, obviously, seen a couple of his games. But it looks like he's even taken a step up in his gameplay. Um, and he almost looks captaincy material in fantasy at the moment. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, does a bit I of everything. Had, Offloads, uh, the tackle breaks. I mean, in Supercoach, he had, he had 70 points and basically came all in base in that multi All-Stars game. In fantasy, yeah. I can imagine it'd be very similar because it did come all in base as well. So yeah, he had he had seventy in that game as well. So that's yeah, that's keeper level. That's you know, Cleary averaged sixty five last year, for example. That's a lower year for him, but that's you know, captaincy material. He won't do that every game, but those first three weeks without Maddo, without their edges, um, he's just going to play big minutes and, and score awesome. So he has to start. He has to be in everyone's side. Um, Tanner, yeah, again, mixture of the the goal kicking, the kick meters, and general play. Titans liking to put a lot of points on dual position. Locked and loaded. I could see um, I could see four hundred meters of kick meters a game. I, I don't see Foran kicking a whole lot. Yeah, he'll organise a bit, won't he? Foran and, and just run his left side, I'd say, which would be good. Uh forty, he's a TLT decision. We'll find out in a couple of hours, which is cool. Um just the weird one with, with Joshy Curran, if you know what's happening on with feels him on like the bench. Just, feels like he's massively out of favour, eh? I don't know what's happened, but it feels like he's just weird. not wanted. Yeah. There's probably still fifty minutes for him, isn't there, Curran, if you know Neocoro moves to the middle. Yeah, I don't know. I think Ford. I mean, if he gets a start at three forty, it's it's kind of hard to, to pass up on, isn't it? With the with the handy jewel, he has a nice work rate as well. Obviously, a lot of time in the middle he's spent, but that work rate's going to be you know a little bit lower. But still, if he's that type of guy looking for work, then that's what we want in fantasy. Trent the Oro, he had an interesting trial, very low scoring fantasy wise. So definitely something to look into. But he hasn't scored. He hasn't played a lot of games on on an edge. You know, he has some games where he scored 20 odd. He has some games where he scored 70 in his very small sample size. So I feel like he can be hit and miss. He could come out and get a 30 round one. And like, oh, that was a bit of a waste of time. Um, could have downgraded to one of these, you know, cheaper cheaper guys, depending who gets named in TLT. But oh, I, I could, I could a, definitely start the next point we're going to talk about. Yeah, for sure. If he gets a start as well, uh, running off, running off uh, Dewey there, then then Blory could be a starter. So Leoro and Ford, obviously TLT decisions type of thing, you know, d- depending on how your team ends up. And Sonny Luke, it, you know, if the rumors are true, I know Guru is talking a lot about uh, Sonny Luke coming in and and playing sort of that 50 minutes. He's going to need, at the moment with his PPM, he's, he was averaging, you know, 26 minutes for, you know, 12 and a half points last year in fantasy, which does not make you any money, let's yeah, say that. Yeah, okay, that was one uh, thing I wanted to ask you about. What What... What makes you money at 230k? What, so what, these what do they 230k have to get to? guys, are, their price is 16, and then the 250k guys are at 17. So really, you know, anything in the in the mid 20s, if you get sneak a 40 in there, you're making plenty of bank. Nah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, look, definitely a couple of things to consider. I think for me, Stags is is up in the air. Talal, you know, maybe coming in for Thompson if Thompson does get it, and then obviously uh, Liero and and Ford. I mean, Sammy Walker is also a bit of a narrative. Uh, but my friend, you have been an absolute godsend. You've helped the Supercoach community get into fantasy. Uh, you and I have the same belief. We don't need to have this divide. You know, both games are, are good in their own way. Um, and I think, yeah, if you enjoy watching pure footy in terms of kick meters, tackles, runs. Fantasy is the way to go. If you like to live life on the edge and, and watch AJ fall <laughs> over the line and get 70 points, then Supercoach is the, is the place to be. But, uh, mate, where can everyone find your fantastic stuff? Easiest place, guys. Just the NRL Fantasy Analysis in YouTube there. That's where I do everything. We've got the Discord group as well, which you'll see the links in the description uh, when you jump in there as well. Uh, but, yeah, big thank you to, to everyone for 
for watching this video. And I will be posting one Supercoach video per week, guys. It's going to be a longer form one. It's going to go over my results for the week. It's going to go through the must-haves or the trades I think you know you should. I suggest that you should make in your sides, and then my trades all in that same video. So that will be on a, on a Wednesday. So look out for that. Uh, just one a week for for Supercoach at the moment. Be about that half an hour mark. Um, and I hope you guys find plenty of value. And I don't think there's too many guys that that clearly go over their team week to week uh, on Supercoach. So if you like that type of content, then jump on. Yeah, I'm very tempted to do the same for fantasy. I'll, I'll see what your schedule's like. We might be able to, you know, do something like this once a week. But who knows? I, I reckon, yeah, doing doing up to date. I've, I've always been a big fan of being up to date. I know a couple of content guys like to keep their teams private and their trades private. But, yeah. I mean, I don't really care. Uh, but it, 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 it each to their own. But, um. Mate, you've been an absolute legend. Thank you so much for jumping on. And uh, yeah, good luck for the season. Good luck for TLT. Hopefully it doesn't send you uh, send you mad. No, nah, I'm, I'm more just like, I finally get to TLT and it's like, oh, we finally <laughs> actually know. So there's obviously a lot of speculation. I just finally can can get in there, rip into my own team. And then I've got plenty of people to help uh, with my private group as well uh, and everything like that. So very excited to to get everyone's teams ready and ready and loaded. And you know, so many people told me last year that they you know got in the top 200, top 100 uh, with my help. So that's why I'm here, and that's why I do this a lot. That's it. the best thing, isn't it? I love September and people like, oh, I won my won, won my work head to head, won my work cashier. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that's the best. Like, oh, honestly, yeah. be- best thing ever. So but cool. um, mate, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk, and, and good luck with TLT. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.